Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And we're here this week with Vanessa Wheeler, otherwise known as Vava. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're, I'm in we're the, really excited to finally trying get to order you a on breakfast burrito. <laughs> yes, breakfast burritos. Breakfast, <laughs> it went out. Breakfast goals. So you followed Andrew's advice. Yeah. But I also want them to bring me coffee. <laughs> so there, that's there's a limiting factor there. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people just, you know, they're they have the burrito thing, but they're not doing coffee. The end. Yeah. Well, breakfast I mean, push good. comes to shove. Breakfast burritos are just the elixir of life. So mm-hmm. I feel like it'll wake me up or put me to sleep, and either is fine at this. <laughs> either way, it's living your best life. Yeah. I am certainly going to need to take a uh, disco nap at some point today. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be, supposed to be, fingers crossed. I've made myself not get excited. I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to get excited until doors open. I'm supposed to be playing my first live gig in front of other human beings tonight. Oh, what, what? My God. Since, since March 1st of 2020. (laughs) I feel like I need to point that out. Not ever. Since March 1st, since COVID, since Dallas, Texas, uh, Sunday Crush is playing Connor Byrne tonight. That's where we met. Yeah. What a great yeah. place. That is a great little place. So it's, um, you have to bring your proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test from within the past 48 hours. And you have to mask up. So I have my fun little... I think I'll, I think I'll have to put on contacts for this, so that'll be an interesting one. But it lights up. Oh, <laughs> that is up. that is for that is for the stage, my friend. Well yes. done. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's it like looks it's very thick, though. Are you going to pass out? <laughs> you know, I might. <laughs> I might. <You> might. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's worth uh, it for the show. The show yeah. must go on. I'll I'll have backup masks that won't be as uh, thick, <laughs> but um, you know I'm excited. I'm well rehearsed. I have my pedal board ready. Um, What's on your board? On my board, thank you for asking the nerdy question. Yeah, yeah. I no have problem. my uh, Ernie Ball volume pedal tuner uh, going into mm-hmm. my Maris Enzo, going into Ooh. my uh, electronic audio experiments halberd. That's going into my uh, Dusk by Dr. Scientist, uh, which is going into my Bookworm Effects uh, Diving Bells. That's a dual overdrive distortion. And that is going into my Caroline Effects Somersault. That goes into my Albi. And that goes into my Albi is a chorus? Albi is a a multi-mode modulation pedal. I think I have it to... A re- mostly reverb setting with a bit of, uh, I think it's got a bit of a chorus mm-hmm. and delay, a light delay on that one too. Yeah. Just a little flavor. <laughs> yeah. I'm mostly using it as a bit of a reverb. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So lots of, lots of things in there. I'm, it's the first time I'm using uh, any sort of envelope filter with uh, Sunday Crush. So it's, but they're, they're, which one's, they're which one's the envelope filter? The dusk. Mm-hmm. So it's a multi-filter. Yeah. That's exciting. Oh, does it wow. do like sequencing? Like 
like those little sounds <laughs> it can i'm not i'm not choosing to do that just a pretty straightforward envelope filter uh sound going up lovely so yeah man i wish i could be there yeah terrified of flying streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you drive for your tour uh no i i mean i i've done both Mm-hmm. But that particular one, I I um I called it the Weekend Warrior Tour because I was just taking the weekends and flying to Portland, San Francisco. Um, I did drive to San Diego, um, but mm. and then to Seattle, yeah. But I tell you what, that turbulence—it's a doozy. <laughs> you know, I don't like turbulence either, but um, turbulence does help planes fly more efficiently. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That helps me in here when I'm experiencing. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, but sometimes the things that help you in here don't help you in here. Yeah. <laughs> See, the way I rationalize it is if I sit at the back of the plane because when was the last time you heard of a plane backing into a mountain? Right, right, right. It's impeccable okay. logic. <laughs> Although you do get a lot of the uh, the tail movement. Anyway, we won't go into my fear economics. Um, <laughs> I will say, Andrew, the reason I don't like to sit in the back of the plane is because it's so much closer to the bathrooms. Mm. It just doesn't smell good back there. I like personally sitting like nearest to the wings because it just that Instagram shot looks so much better that way. <laughs> I don't. I like to sit in the aisle. Oh, I'm yeah. a window seat person all the way. I like to stretch my leg out in the aisle, just the one. <laughs> trip people as they're walking by i'm like just short <laughs> wasn't me hey you know like i'll put like my bag underneath my seat and as long as i've got enough like to scooch it over i can get one leg extended all the way out to like that bumper underneath the seat in front of me mm-hmm. and that like mm-hmm. i get my knee completely stretched out and then i recline I a little bit and just completely pass out if i was and, like literally if i was one inch taller i don't think it'd work yes all those i'm not gonna say you're tight i'm not gonna say it <laughs> Five foot six and a half, five foot seven on a good day. That's that's my my height as well. I really mm. want to get my leg like up to We're this all the same point. Height. Oh, we are. We should start a band. Yeah, <laughs> the band called Five Foot Seven. Yeah, Andrew <laughs> on drums, me on bass because I'm the least good guitarist. Well, I'm well. the worst bassist, so yeah, it's really a tragedy. I love it so much. I wish. I, I was in the studio the other day, and the, my, the the guy whose studio I was in, he was like, can you just lay down this bass part? Because he had his kids <laughs> in there. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, you play like, guitar. It's just, it's just, you know. It's guitar without the bottom two strings. It's the same thing, man. It is not. <laughs> it turns out it's not the same thing. That this, I was talking to my my friend uh, Francisco, who is the, who plays bass and produces a lot of stuff for me. And he... And I were saying, like, there's, like, a space. It's called the pocket. And it's, like, a yep. mile long. And when you're trying – when you really get into the bass, you realize, where do I – you're, like, where do I place this note? And it, it's just, like, it feels too big. You know, the possibilities are endless where, yeah, you know, that minimalism just really doesn't compute in my brain. Or you could just be, like, <laughs> Elvis Costello's bassist. <clears throat> during the attractions period and just solo the whole fucking time. Yeah. Noodles. Yeah. That just really is. It really pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. 
No, yeah. uh, drums was my first instrument, and so like finding a bass player I could I could vibe with and just sit in that pocket. Just some of the the most fun I've ever had playing music is just playing the same thing over and over again, but just sitting in the pocket, completely vibing. Once yeah. you're locked in with a bass player, there's just something in the magic there that I can't describe. I always yeah. think that some, like to be a good musician, like to be a well rehearsed musician, you have to be the kind of person who's uh, doesn't get bored playing the same thing over and over and over and over. It's me. <laughs> you get bored playing the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, yeah, boredom oh. is a is a major. Sorry, the light is so dramatic right now. I'm sitting in front of a window. I feel like um, you have a quest for us. <laughs> um, yeah, boredom is is one of the more difficult things for me. That's why I think. For a long time, I was just writing really intense guitar parts because I'm trying to write a song. The songs are, you know, I'm trying to be more within the pop structure, but I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do this for much longer. I feel it just feels not exciting. And yeah. part of the process of getting through that is, is just listening to a lot of music and knowing you don't want to hear a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> like sometimes sure. you do, but, um, yeah, but it's it is hard for me, and it turns out like playing the simple songs on stage is a lot more fun because <laughs> yeah. you're not st- stressed out about what the fuck you're gonna play. Right? Can I swear? Yeah. I yeah. I, I mean, I've been swearing. <laughs> okay. This isn't. This ain't no FM radio. <laughs> we used to bleep things because Andrew requested it, and then I just stopped doing that because then Andrew kept cussing. I'm like, if you're gonna make more work for me, then fuck this. <laughs> I kept it to one an episode, and we timestamped. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Honestly, when we moved <laughs> to video, I was like, "This is too much work." And sure, then I stopped. Oh. It was fun though. We we meowed with that, uh, or we had bleeped, we bleeped out with, with cat meows. meows. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but then I just I didn't have the time. I also like replacing swear words with the word "smurf," <laughs> as it like, or just using it as a euphemism. Like I smurfing hate that, or I'm gonna smurf you right now, or you know whatever. <laughs> it's weird and fun. <laughs> sure. Right, that's I'm actually gonna... a good one. Thank you, thank you. I hear that's popular among blues players. That's a load of horse smurf. <laughs> smurf Bull players, because they're blue. Anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, what would a smurf pedal sound like? Envelope filter. Mm. With only one mode. (laughs) Go down. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Well, it would be blue. Is that is that the color that 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 blue is in your brain? Would not be chorus. Oh yeah, well that's a thing. Strymon released the uh, Zelza. Yep. And it was it was purple and I that to me was like a clear sign that there was gonna be something like funky about it. Like it's gonna yeah. be an envelope filter meets yep. um meets a uh you know synth, some kind of synth pedal. Um Yeah. I but it's like a fancy phaser flange chorus thing. Definitely a f- phaser. Right, which I associate I with it was orange. Be- yeah. 
It's almost the same color as their flanger. Right. The the orbit. Yeah. And the same just, size. Just a deeper purple. Mm. Zelza was an interesting name choice. Do we know where that comes from? No idea. It's a biblical thing. Is I it? I kind of Googled the name. Zelza meaning... The biblical name is the meaning... <laughs> in biblical names, the meaning of the name Zelza is noontide. Huh. Yes. I don't um, know what the noontide re- references. The name Zelza only occurs once in the Bible. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the verb, be dazzling or sizzling. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> that makes sense. Glow, shade in the heat of the sun. Ooh, there you go. Shade yeah. in the heat of the sun. Shade in the heat of the sun. I like I that. I gotta say, from what I've heard, I really I love that depth knob. It, like, changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, widening the stereo field is uh, very sexy. Very yeah. sexy sound. I'm a huge fan of stereo. But I, I, I'm I, not sure I'm sold because I'm, I don't know, I think phaser, I think of, like, a phase 90, one knob, that's mm-hmm. it, and that's the sound that I associate with. So I'm sure it's the sort of thing I would need to sit down with and really dig into to figure out whether or not I gel with it, but yeah, I like that there is a, a sweep called the barber sweep, and the description is similar to the visual effect of a barber pole, <laughs> right? Continuously rising or falling. I I was hoping that they would say barbershop quartet. I know, the right? Sound <laughs> of barbershop. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, my understanding is like sort of similar to that, where it's like you've got multiple frequencies that set mount apart from each other that are accentuated and so as it scales up they'll kind of follow each other and as if like if it's an ascending barber pole as the top one passes the 20k hertz mm-hmm. um and disappears it starts over the bottom so it sounds like it sounds uh, yes, constantly yes, yes. going up even though you're playing the same note yeah. just the ascending accentuations that's a vibe to so to speak my favorite mm-hmm. orange pedal that is kind of kind of uh a phaser, but also please excuse the dust on it. I just have you seen these Enterprise, Enterprise? pedals? No, uh, it's by VFE, they're no longer a pedal company no. anymore. But Mike gave me this pedal before he departed uh, Los Angeles, and it is unbelievable. It does like univibe and phase, and so, it just feels like magical in that way, and it's the fully analog thing and i just i want i want to do like a comparison between like an orange vi- you know phaser yeah. and the zelza i think yeah. i think the psychedelic stuff is definitely coming back in into music yeah and i like Subtly. that i think a little psychedelia goes a long way <laughs> yeah Right. Yeah, it can definitely like touch. eat up your sound. We can have a little psychedelia as a treat. Not <laughs> too much. An edible treat. I uh, a little salami as a treat. <laughs> I do like salami. No, I, I spent a bunch of time last night, um, kind of Friday night, get home from the day job, and I'm gonna go to my room and uh, I played with the the EQD pyramids. Dope. And that pedal is insane. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I've got that on my main rig sitting right here behind me. So I just kind of was toying around with that and some distortion sounds. And I went everywhere from shoegazy stuff to just, I dialed in for like a, I got it sounding actually pretty close to how I, how I remember small clone sounds in my head. And so I was like, mm. oh, I haven't played Nirvana in a while. Let's do that. And so, um, yeah, just like a whole range of, and then all the way into kind of hitting, I knew that I had hit psychedelic when the door started shutting in the house and realized I just closed <laughs> the door open at high volume. Um, yeah, no, that, that was fun. Yeah. What settings do you normally use on that? Uh, so I, I really like the, 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 the through zero setting a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also like the, uh, the, the random setting where it's like that, like it arpeggiates the flange yes. sound. That's just, yeah, that was my favorite sound on it. Yeah. It's the I, most unique. What I really like using that one for is if I'm playing around with ambient sounds and just turn up the delay. So I've got an avalanche run that sits right after that. So I'll do mm. really long delay, um, um, like in between uh, repeats. Uh, mm -hmm. with the on reverse delay and just kind of let that sit quietly in the background and then I'll just dial in the the random setting just quietly in the background and just adds a really nice sparkle touch to ambient layers yeah that is nice you put it after uh flange or I put before. the fl flange before. before um and then before that I've got the the organizer as well oh very sparkly very sparkly. Yeah. yeah. I also have one of those around here, but yeah, flange is, uh, is one of those, um, spice spices, right? Yep. On the, the flavor of guitar palette. Oh, uh, it's one I of have... like, if it's there, like you don't always notice that it's there, but as soon as like you realize that the guitar player is playing with flange, like I've been listening, like there's a band Silverstein that I really like listening to for forever. And it finally hit me like, wait a minute, they use a flange on their guitar sound for like, and now I can't stop hearing it now. What's the what's the feeling? It's kind of like I want I want it to be felt, not heard. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yep. Like, is it a stereo field thing? Is it like strange? It's just a color. It's just a color to it. Yeah. It's like a slight filtering color that just sounds right. I have this. Uh, Solid Gold Effects Oblivion that I've been oh, meeting. I have one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to do a demo with this for for ages. Um, Me too. <laughs> and I, you know, I finally quit my job, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be messing around with this, but I want to I want to put it on drums. I feel like mm. <laughs> that's that'll be an interesting spice to put in a recording. I love phaser on drums. Like I think you haven't lived until you put a phaser on like, a drum machine. That's one of my favorite things to do. Like on in the world i think yeah i love the ghost facts from dwarfcraft devices on on a drum machine i think more Ooh. than anything in the world ghost so many facts. bleeps and bloops yeah i'm gonna put that in my notes yeah they I actually I really like their pedals a ton i just haven't had any yeah i wonder if there are any on reverb right now oh facts was there a flange that recently was released or is that the, you were talking about the um, Spaceman and it was some, it wasn't the Aurora, but the, 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 the Delta, Delta, Delta two, that was their harmonic tremolo tremolo. Yeah. So the Spaceman 
Delta 2 is... Let's find their website. Oh, gosh. It's... Where is their... Oh, man, their website's pretty far down there in the rankings. Um, what was the... What was the pedal you mentioned before? It was a phaser you loved uh, to put on a drum machine. Ghost Facts. Dwarfcraft Devices Ghost Facts. I got it over here. Oh, Dwarfcraft. You have to say that in the voice of Sean Connery. This is this is the version I have. There aren't any on reverb right now, unfortunately. But you can control the poles. Lots of fun controls, nice secret secret modes and stuff. Oh yeah, big fat boys. <laughs> nice pause. Ooh. Assignable expression controls. Oh man, this yeah, is really uh, fun. Having a pause or like a ramp feature or something to just kind of like toggle in between two different sounds is is actually quite nice yeah. for that for that moment where you just want to sprinkle mm-hmm. your spice. <laughs> sprinkle the spice. Be be your own little salt bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of pedals with fun ramps, holds, and havocs. Uh, this week's episode of the Get All Set podcast is sponsored by Caroline Guitar Company. Uh, as I mentioned before, I have the <laughs> the Somersault, their chorus and vibrato pedal on, on my board. <clears throat> One of my secret sauce parts of uh, my board is the Somersault. On our song, Good Boy, the Sunday Crush Band, uh, our hit song, Good Boy, uh, I really loved their uh, their... I forget what the switch is called on that, but they have a switch on that that will max out uh, rate and depth. And I really love using that on the chorus on Good Boy. So go down. Da, 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 da. Oh, it, it does like hilarious. a fast. Vib- that sounds fun. It's really fun. Does it do it to a particular tempo or it just, just goes nuts? Max, max okay. rate and depth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's just very I always wanted one of those. Yeah. I love the look of it. <clears throat> I think he released one in like a lilac color. Yeah, I have the um, the dark the the initial release so that had like a lilac print mm-hmm. and it was a darker color. But uh, great pedal. I know this Love isn't it. like directly rate related to like the 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 pedals themselves, but because the havoc feature is uh, such a staple for Caroline in my head, like I've always in the back of my head. Hi. Oh, I'm being brought coffee. Um, oh, lucky man. Thank you. Who's bringing like, us our coffee, want? Vanessa? Thank you, Melissa. A little water. It's okay. Why don't we get coffee? Um. Oh, sorry. To it, train of thought. Uh, you remember, it's one of the car insurance companies that does like the mayhem character. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be really fun to do like Havoc, do like a Havoc character for a... Uh, for a commercial for for Caroline, that's brilliant. Oh, that would be funny. It'll just be Philippe <laughs> <laughs> with like a bandage around his head or something. I think that would be amazing. That'd be funny. I think he'd be into that. Philippe, oh, do yeah. it. I'll do film it, you. Philippe. Where do, do you it, live, Philippe? Philippe. <laughs> Philippe? Do it. Do it. Do Philippe. it. Do it. Do it. 
man. Just like somebody playing their guitar cleanly and he like comes along and like, I'm Havoc. <laughs> You'll never know when Havoc strikes or something. Don't you want to be able to control the Havoc? Yeah. So check I out do. Caroline Guitar Company. Love them. Yes. Oh. Now I've got to buy one. Oh, can we talk about the old blood noise, the newest reverb freezing thing that I think is so lovely? Sunlight? Yes. And also the, did they do like a metallic pink on that? Something about the paint yeah, is so, so gorgeous. They like did two, two colorways to launch. I oh, think they had like a green, I saw. I just assume like they didn't do it in paint. orange because nobody tagged me in it. <laughs> Fair I, assumption. I just keep getting tagged on Instagram like anything that's orange. Yeah. Uh, you great. know, it's, it's a good, it's, you know, the thing about like liking something a lot and telling people is that then you get tagged in it all the time forever yeah. or people just start sending you things. That's oh, why. like this orange guitar behind you. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I have a slight obsession with the colored orange. I have, I have a pink and orange guitar. I know. Is that creature? Yeah. Yeah. She can you see she's not she's I don't think I can see back here. No, but I love the orange inlays on that one. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. can you just create inlays out of the pickard material? Mm -hmm. Sorry, we we were talking about old blood noise. I didn't mean to completely yeah. derail that. That's fine. So sunlight reverb, playing on the relationship between pedal and player, input and output. OB and E presents Sunlight Dynamically Held Reverb. Sunlight features three new reverb, al reverb algorithms unique to OB and E lineup, each with the added of ability to freeze the reverb trails when the player stops playing. So that's really, really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Damn. I feel like it'd be ideal for, well, as a lot of synth pedals are coming out or have come out uh, recently for guitar players, like that kind of carries the vibe of like playing a pad. Mm -hmm. And a lot, I feel like a lot of times guitar players, especially singer songwriters, they just want to play, not have to strum <laughs> and just yeah. play changes sometimes. Yep. Totally. Um, I think it would be really I gotta, cool. I got to get this one. Yeah. I, I kind of want to do, I, uh, I like doing like wet dry mixes on, on board setups. Uh, and I think it'd be really fun to do like an AB switch and mm. strum a chord out with the, the infinite hold reverb and then hit the AB switch over to the other side and just play something else over the top of it back and forth. Oh That'd be gosh. a lot of footwork, but I think that could be super fun for, for a song. Yeah. Have you guys messed with uh, using Ableton to like do all your MIDI switching for you? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I am just, oof, MIDI is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I might have to do that for an upcoming tour. Yeah. And so just like uh, popping that question in there in case anybody. <laughs> can I did years ago. Anybody yeah, listening? because I see these bands and they're like, they've got keys, they've got the whole board going. And I'm like, you did not step on one pedal. What is happening? Oh, you have something in the background kind of. Just Doing running the length you. of the track, right? Yeah. Next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's. I just wish I had the. T I need. I need to make more time 
if anybody has tips on how to make time, I'd love to know. You, you have to take yourself seriously enough to schedule in that time in your life and not just stare at the wall because you're so tired. Cause that's normally what I end up doing. <laughs> Dude. Like honest, like I got like an email today from someone who like approached me about doing a demo and I sent my rate and then they sent back this long thing about how like, Oh, well, we want to build a relationship, not pay. And I kind of feel bad about saying no, but I'm like, it sounds like you really just don't value my time. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm I read sorry. the email and I'm like, no, that's patently offensive. That's dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like so the kind sorry. of company, it it's the kind of company that I like want to support because like it yeah. is a small company, but I'm like, I, and I just kind of want to say, I like, I don't think that you understand how much work it is to do this kind of video. Cause it's not like, it's not just like an, a simple type of, pedal it's not even a pedal it's like something that would involve like an installation and an ab so oh. it'd be like filming the twice it'd be editing and splicing yep. it'd be an installation it'd be like a five to ten hour process and um for for, for a product and i yeah just that's a question that I actually have for you as a, as a creator, which we don't have to talk about or we can edit out, but should I ask you now or later? Go ahead. Ask the question. Um, we can always edit out later. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Um, you know, like I, I take like demos are like 300 bucks. Like that's the base rate from, for the magazine that I work for. Yeah. And I, and I end up, you know, and some people get paid more because they have more followers or whatever, you know, more time, but it's uh, can you hear me? Okay. Am I very far away still? You sound great. Okay. Um, and you know, for approximately, you know, unfortunately I do like a lot of editing. It ends up being creating, creating the, the pieces of music getting all the settings, taking those shots. It's like eight hours for 300 bucks. And I'm like, is that, it can be eight hours. Like, is that a price point that, that is realistic anymore? You know? I mean, that's a, that's a question you have to ask yourself. Right. Um, is that like what you feel comfortable making in a day's work? And do you see it actually contributing to what you want to build in the future? Mm-hmm. That's. I want to get paid more for it. <laughs> That's what I want. Yep. So yeah, I don't mind you, putting in legwork now. Yours is a lot more than what I do. You do more work than I do. So I think you should get paid more personally. Well, I was going to suggest like, I'm sorry, the light in here is so dramatic. Um, there, I was going to suggest tears. Mm-hmm. Like, Pro- yep. Like, I don't know if you do that already. I had a, I was thinking like, do I do tears where if somebody wants me to just do like my thoughts or like a couple, couple examples versus like putting it on like a, a whole track, you know, Right. and yeah. those tears would vary. Um, and that would be a way to like help out people, even though you didn't like the way that they talked to you <laughs> in that email. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I can't, the thing is, I can't do that unless I, you know, install the product. I, yeah. I can't get yeah, my Yeah, that's kind of dramatic. 
Yeah, <laughs> like if it was a because like I don't I don't put things on whole tracks. I don't I don't compose pieces. A lot of people do that, and it's like I'm in awe of the of those individuals. I sit down with a product and I walk through the parameters. And I do it in a very conversational type of way. Mm -hmm. So when I do pedals or when I do guitars, it is, it's kind of more educational. It's kind of more conversational. It's like a friend showing you something that they got that they're excited about. So that's my, yeah. yeah, So, you know, and ultimately part of that is to keep my, um, my, my work time down, Mm -hmm. my editing time down. And so that I, you know, don't spend eight hours on a demo because that's just not realistic uh, for me for what I charge for demos. Mm-hmm. And basically when I, when I ask for something specifically, I don't charge for it. So when someone approaches me, that's when I ah yeah typically charge for things to be yeah. real. Um, so, so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to pitch in my two cents if it's, if it's welcomed here. By my two cents, I was going to actually refer to uh, an Instagram creator that I've been following recently, Um, freelance expert. And I think a lot of that carries over to, I've been watching the, the, he does reels. His name's Jamie Brindle. And I've been watching his stuff last month or so and realizing that there's a lot that I can learn for how I apply that to Fox Cairo um, as uh, a separate business entity. And uh, I, I would say I can send you the link to his Instagram. Yeah. There's some really, really great advice in terms of how to set expectations with clients and different options for pricing structures and how to handle some of those Amazing. awkward, awkward customer inter- interactions uh, from someone who's been doing freelance work. I'm not honestly sure what industry, but I think he tees it up to be very straightforward and universally applicable. Um, what's his account again? His name is Jamie Brindle, I want to say. Let me double check that. Um, and then he's got it all like in reels, makes it like 30 seconds of like Mm -hmm. really solid advice. The Jamie Brindle business of freelance. He's got just shy of a hundred K followers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I think some of that customer interaction in terms of raising rates and figuring out what that looks like. I think a lot of those questions, there's, there's something at least worth mining in that, in that page. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have to, we have to value our, our time yep. because it's finite. It, it yeah. really is finite. <laughs> and for every, for every business that wants the, the freebie, there's another business that's willing to pay. Yeah, and, and I look at things like when weeks on weeks where I don't release a lot of videos, it's probably because I have a writing assignment. I get paid a lot more for those. Yeah. And I can do them a lot faster. So, I mean, like most people know, well, not a lot of people know, I do copy, copywriting is my full-time job. It's my day job. And it's how I pay my bills. And it's in the same space. And um, I'm a lot fast. I'm pretty fast at it. And uh, sometimes I get freelance projects that are involved writing too. So when I get those, um, I do tend to, to favor them a little bit. Uh, they're not as exciting always, mm-hmm. but they, for the work that they take, you know, they, they pay pretty well. And you're talking about spending eight hours for $300 doing a video. And I think, you know, I can write an article <laughs> in that amount of time and get, 
$800. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone recently, like I, I posted on Instagram that I, uh, uh quit my job and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm open for work. Um, cause I'm not too proud to, to beg. <laughs> and, uh, I had a friend actually contact me and they were like, I've been paying people a hundred dollars to like, you know, contribute to his record in some way. It's like, and he asked, would you play a song and sing? And I'm like, and I was like kind of offended. For a hundred bucks? For a hundred bucks. Like, like both those things for a hundred dollars? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, uh, that's, that's under a scale. Does he know what like, scale not, is? <laughs> I don't know. I, I told him like, I, I, uh, am not a session musician. I put in a lot of time and write what I think it would <clears throat> be appropriate for this piece of music. Um, so I'm not just going to noodle over it, you know, mm-hmm. um, very, very methodical when it comes to yeah. recording. I said, I can't do it for anything less than $300. Yeah. And he was like, cool. I, and you know, so sometimes you just got to ask for what you're worth and, yeah. or even, the even worst play. thing that someone can say is no. Yeah. And then you have more time to do whatever else. Yeah. And, um, that was nice. I, I also have a friend who works in theater who said, tell them that you charge twice as much as you normally charge and see what happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, and with the same advice, like you can, mm-hmm. you can, they can always say no. Yeah. And that's the worst. And that's the worst thing that can happen. So, and ultimately I feel like, um, you know, sometimes it is a risk that somebody just says no and doesn't negotiate. Mm-hmm. That is a risk. And um, ultimately it comes down to can you Most of my life on reverb. Some- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you afford for somebody to say no? Yeah. Um, so like for the premier guitar stuff, like can you afford for them to say no? And like what was the worst case scenario that they don't then give you any more work? And can you afford uh, that? Yeah. No. Uh, so that's kind of... The- <laughs> That's the that's the question more than anything I think um, yeah. would be in, in my mind like if the work stops coming completely um, and then could you fill it with something else could you just do it on your own and charge your own rates and have these own companies come to you because that's what a lot of other demo people do and then you can keep one all day the money. one day maybe but these guys like they really or people in general on on the demo circuit on YouTube they really crank they just crank it out just shred shred all over it and i'm like i like writing music and so i, I don't want to just play chords that's just my personal mm-hmm. sure. brand or whatever you know yeah any thank you for entertaining me on that topic <laughs> totally no but it's, it's something that a lot of people talk about and you know um i talk with a lot of other demo people every day about these exact kinds of things and mm-hmm. you know it's been a weird summer because we were talking before the podcast started like there were almost no real releases this summer and then this week there were like five there were the harmony guitars with silhouettes with the bigsby's harmony amps which you were part of um was. through harmony congratulations mm-hmm. that was exciting you, you want to talk about those a little bit or how that all yeah, came together I, yeah i uh, i really dig the amps um but aside from from that uh i i really wanted to try their tiny little um the 
H66, I think, kind of model that they have. Uh, it's super small. I forget the exact name. <clears throat> I had it in like champagne or the gold color. And so I, you know, texted people around in the gear community and was like, how do you, do you know anybody I could, <laughs> who would give about, me. Are you talking about this little baby? No, the, the guitar, it's the guitar. Oh yeah. Those things are cool. <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, so yeah, they have the P90s the little, it, in it. Yeah. The very, very tiny one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm obsessed with tiny guitars, <clears throat> very lightweight. So <clears throat> that's how I sort of started the, relationship with with harmony <clears throat> and then um then they contact me to do the be sort of like their gear person for for the amp release and like play a couple samples so uh, I went over there uh to the studio where they were filming or a house actually filmed all of that uh and they also let me borrow for three of the amp well the three amps like over mm-hmm. a period of like a two months um, just so I could get a flavor for it and kind of speak just on my of my own experience, and uh, yeah, and then I created the uh, the the reel that they asked me to do, which I was stoked on because that's the kind of I love doing that kind of work. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, <clears throat> I have the six hundred five, and it's again, it's like low watt, smallish amp. It's actually a good size amp weighs probably like 25 pounds and um, it's loud. It can be less loud. The attenuator, it it gets, you know, the higher gain sounds sound more, more fizzy, like Mm -hmm. um, than like full bodied uh, fuzz. And that's probably my favorite sound is like maxing out the gain and turning it like using a, like I use my torpedo captor X and just getting this like gravelly fuzz sound and turning the uh, the tone knob down on my guitar, and it's just a very subtly like beautiful sound. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I, I actually I watched a couple of the videos. I really like the six hundred five. <clears throat> um, I feel like the reverb on the six hundred five sound a little stronger than the reverb I saw. The only other one I watched was on the. The 650. Um, That's a full spring tank. I know, but it didn't really yeah. sound as, um, like it got as wet almost as I, I would have hoped it would. Yeah. It didn't um, drip. No, the, the 605 really, like Ryan Burks especially, um, he seemed to get it in that territory. <laughs> if anyone could, he could. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I like the six oh five. Um, did you get to pick which one you when you which, which, yeah. which one you took home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, the six fifty is a behemoth. Truly, sure. it is absolutely like when they brought it over. I'm like, you need to just bring it inside for me because I can't carry it. It's like um, sixty seventy pounds. Yeah, I mean, I it remember is, seeing the specs when I was drafting the first product copy way yeah, back when, it, like a while. Yeah. That's cool. Been, you did like, that. Yeah, well, they've been working on these since like 2019. Right. A lot of work goes into product releases. It's a lot of people don't well, see the behind the scenes on that. There have it just been also such COVID product shortages, like component shortages and mm-hmm. shipping yeah. problems. Like they can't, apparently one of the big problems is just like empty shipping containers sitting empty because they won't ship it back empty. 
Mm-hmm. So they need to wait for something that they to be able to put stuff back in it to ship it back because they won't just ship it empty because it's twenty five thousand dollars and it used to be five thousand dollars. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. No, uh, international shipping costs have gone completely through the roof. I mean, the cost per pallet for stuff that I deal with um, is just absurd. Uh, and then yeah, it's bananas. Um, Chipset shortages has been super huge. Um, I know I've seen uh, enclosure shortages for guitar pedals has been a thing recently. Um, what I've heard on the on the circuits, and yeah, I mean it's an absolute mess to be sourcing materials right now. In yeah, I wonder how they're I wonder how they're doing it, especially <laughs> releasing it now. Um, <clears throat> they're made in China, I believe, so they're able to keep their prices down and still offer quite a lot of bang for your buck. <clears throat> which you know rubs people the wrong way maybe but um if you really want like a a loud ass versatile amplifier you can't really complain from whatever like a 600 dollars amp <laughs> totally yeah and then the 650 <clears throat> is only a thousand dollars yeah it's like 999 right yeah a 50 <laughs> watt amp of- with a spring reverb tank yep an analog spring reverb tank and I think a two-driven tremolo unit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it might a get really loud. Deal. It does. And it an will. attenuator and a direct out. Yeah, that sounds. That's a pretty. Which, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, attenuator, yeah. attenuator, and direct out's a huge deal for me living with other people in my living arrangement. I think. I think that's kind of why I'm. I'm surprised it hasn't had like a little bit more attention. Because just like that feature set seems pretty, pretty stellar for the price point to me. Oh, absolutely! It is. When they told me when they were running me through the amps, I was like shocked, absolutely shocked. But I, I mean, that is part of what you get by going overseas. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. I. Why do you think? Um, why do you think the imp- the impressions are maybe haven't been as as. Um, loud as for other things yeah i you know i think there's a couple reasons i was talking with someone else and you know i think again it's that there it's not like it was surprised that they existed they they've been seen since 2019 like people knew they were coming since 2019 so it's kind of like oh yeah those things finally got released i guess and another thing and this is something that um i think Lauren from Band Labs had mentioned to me when the guitars got released, when I mentioned like, oh, those, those prices are really good for guitars that seem like they're this quality. And she said, yeah, but people think Harmony guitars should be $500 or less. Just regardless of the quality, anything like that, that people just have in their brains that a brand that's called Harmony should be a cheap Sears and Roebuck guitar. Yeah, so, it's odd. Who think, thinks that except for like older player that would be my impression as someone who's lived during that time i think that's a good question yeah they not to offend but i mean <clears throat> it's the, a brand new it's a brand new company really yeah it's right. just a name it's just a heritage name you know yeah i mean Those just o- overcoming the the historical like it's you go into a pawn shop and find a harmony sitting there in the corner for 450 bucks you talk now the 325 and walk out the door happy and yeah uh, mm-hmm. that that's because it's been that way for so long. And, um, I, I, I get that there's a, a brand association there to get over, but it's not the same that it was before. So people need to, I don't know. It, yeah. Acclimate. 
I think yeah. that's a unique challenge with taking over a, a legacy mm-hmm. brand that's been defunct for a while and rebooting yeah. it. I think Super has been dealing with the same thing, um, sure, to a different degree. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they got a uh, acquired by D'Angelico, right? Super. Yeah, uh, they were owned by Pigtronics before, and I remember yeah. they got sold. And I don't remember to who off the top of my head. They're all owned by the same company, Dan, uh, D'Angelico, Supro, Pigtronics. Oh, okay, oh, okay. They're all part of the same company. I just don't know what the exact like tiers of ownership are because they stopped making Supro guitars, and now I see them featured alongside. These are weird things Bond you like pick up audio. on. <laughs> Bond audio. <laughs> Like because another... they made those amazing uh, 26 and a half scale baritones. And I'm like, where'd they go? Those are cool guitars. When I worked at Guitar Center, I remember getting a whole bunch of them. And I think, and I remember them being super slick. And I remember the coolest feature I thought uh, for like a sub thousand dollar guitar was the, uh, the whole body was like high gloss finish, except for the back of the neck. They had like a pretty clear cut on the back mm-hmm. for a satin finish. It just played so nicely for yeah. a painted neck. Um yeah, that black satin neck was really nice. Yeah. Take note. And then the gold foils. I just thought the gold foil with the S on it was a little cheesy, but th- they sounded good. Yeah, it was it was too much branding. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just... Are you discovering the... that it's like the food industry where like everything's owned by like three brands? I was just trying to figure mm-hmm. out what like some timeline stuff, but I sure. am unable to apparently. So no big deal. Sorry about that. No, all good. All good. All good. You... Continue. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's it's always weird when you so many so many brands owned by brands. It's always kind of weird to to see. That kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. I wonder if it's like the only way you can stay afloat unless you're like a solo builder, you know? Yeah. You know, and then and some kind of fly under the radar. Like I think a lot of people forget or don't realize like, like the walrus is owned by all parts. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, obviously Harmony, Tysco, Band Labs, uh, Mono, um, I think is vintage guitar also part of that, uh, Van Labs Technologies family. I don't know. I think guitar.com is. Yes. Also that, uh, and, and NME. Nothing, yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, it's just really interesting to see. I mean, as long as it's good products, that's fine. Yeah, I absolutely. Care. I don't particularly I- care. I don't have a problem with the business structure inherently by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Like same thing with Fender owns a, a whole bunch Gresh of lands and, and Jackson. Yep. And they do. I think they do a fine job managing all those brands in tandem. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of them, have you played the new supersonic in sparkle blue? No, but I'm supposed to be getting one. Hell yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> playing my, my old supersonic, the one that fell off the wall at the gig tonight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying off oh, fuck because it fell off the wall? Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. It, you know, just got some chips in the paint. It's fine. I have some Lawlers, um, I think the Imperials in it. Mm. Uh, so it sounds really good. And I, I switched the, um, I, I just have a Master Tone, Master Volume 
in it and uh and i have uh, coil splits so it's a uh, yeah i saw you did and you you didn't did you solder was that your first yeah, soldering sold, experience no, no I've, I've soldered for a couple of years i taught myself on uh while watching the thanksgiving parade one year that's a that's the right forum for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, soldering freaks me out because of I'm like, what if I burn my fingers? Yeah, I, mean, I think that every time. And I think that as long as you you think I better not burn my fingers, then you definitely will... screw it up. <laughs> no, no, you'll just be more careful, and you won't burn your fingers because you'll be careful. It's I I feel as though it's best that I don't know how to solder because then I'll just be. F- messing around with every single piece of gear I have probably ruin it and uh, buying like too many different kinds of, you know, pots or just to experiment. Yep. You do that. That's what I really love to do. I mostly just experiment. Yeah. I, I mostly say like, I, I'll talk to Sean from gun street wiring because I'm probably going to, I always like to upgrade the squires. So I have the baritone. So I'm gonna probably gonna talk to Sean from Gun Street and like maybe upgrade the the wiring and the switches. Um, maybe we'll find some new new P90s uh, for that. Maybe talk to Lawler and see what they can do for me, or uh, maybe Curtis Lamberton. Uh, what was your biggest impression with the? Uh, I watched your your video, but remind me with the, the uh, baritone because I always thought it sounded good. I think it sounds really good, and I think the quality of construction is just fantastic. I also have the Eastwood baritone, the side jack, um, and what I've always fucking hated the neck on that thing. I think it sounds is like it too fine. Thin? No, it's just like the fret work on it is shitty. Oh yeah. So it's like unpolished frets, sharp fret edges, and I've always meant to like kind of like fix it, but I don't. I don't play it enough. Like I have a couple, I have, I have one person that I gig with sometimes. I obviously haven't gigged with in a while um, that I I'll use. I'll play the baritone with her. Uh, cause she is just acoustic guitar, me on baritone and a drummer. Cause she, she wants more low end, but she doesn't want to get a bassist, but she wants electric guitar, but she doesn't want a bassist. And I'm like, you it's need perfect something. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, um, I'll play this and every time I play, I'm like, these frets suck. And then I get this thing. I'm like, wow, this fretwork on this is so much nicer. And it's like two thirds the price of the Eastwood. So never like, sell it. <laughs> never sell a baritone. Never sell Fender Squire baritone because then they just go up in price. Yeah. Uh, but the a jack later, on it was $1,600. Yeah. Some people <laughs> complain about the switch and the jack in it. Uh, I think I've talked about this in every episode. People complain about the jack in it, but that was like, a five-minute fix. fix. Yeah. Yeah, just replace it with an electro socket and some basic soldering skills and a screwdriver. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> or you it's take a, it to it's your, a slippery slope. You take it to your tech and it's a bench fee. Right. Yeah. I uh, my, my tech is now in Seattle, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Your um, tech is my tech now. <laughs> I know. I know. Lucky duck. Um, I this is it's the same reason why I don't collect vinyl because I know I would have a problem. Yeah, I so I just consciously avoid so I don't have to. You know, every time you move and you've got hundreds of pounds worth of <laughs> vinyl with you, it's the worst. 
You guys, my burrito is about to arrive. Yes, and I think that's a great time to stop. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, on the internet. My <laughs> on uh, Instagram, I go by Vava and Vivo. It's V A V A E N V I V O. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, and then on uh, YouTube, I'm Vava. Has an accent. Um, I only have like one real Geary video on that, but uh, soon we'll be populating more since I have more time. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me, you guys. Well, thanks for joining us and everyone out there. Uh, this has been Get Offset. Please like, comment, subscribe below. Check us out on Patreon.com slash Get Offset. GetOffsetPodcast.com slash shop. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. My name is Andrew. That's Vanessa. Goodbye. One, two, three. Bye.